Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there. Tom Allen here, sitting in for Chris on the best of the Breakfast Show podcast with Sky from Virgin Radio. Coming up on the show, the hilarious James Acaster flips through his new book, James Acaster's Guide to Quitting Social Media. Awesome actress Anne-Marie Duff chats about her new Apple TV Plus show, Bad Sisters. Footballing hero Jamie Redknapp shares all about Series 17 of A League of Their Own on Sky Max. And the wackily wonderful Alex Brooker tells us about his new Channel 4 show, Hobby Man. All of that and so much more to come, so let's hear our very first guest. If you've been wasting your life away scrolling through your socials, our next guest might be just what you need. His brand new book, James Acaster's Guide to Quitting Social Media, is out now. So please welcome the stunner of a social media shunner, the bloke you can no longer <laughs> poke. It's the hilarious James Acaster. Yes. Thank you, Tom. James, James, James. Lovely to have you here. And um, we've known each other for a long time, I think we should tell people. A long time. Uh, normally, this time of year, we'd be at the Edinburgh Festival together. We oh, were Lord. flatmates for four years at the Edinburgh S- Festival. Several years. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe as long as that. Yeah. A long time. Long Happy time. times. Happy times. I should have said that first. <laughs> <laughs> Happy times. Yeah, that was a very fun time. In fact, our flat, I would say, was the best bit for me about being yeah. in Edinburgh because I find the festival quite overwhelming. I've said it before. I find it quite overwhelming. But, yes. um, but It's overwhelming, but, you know, we had a lovely flat, even though mm. once uh, uh, a man uh, got angry with one of the people who lived in our flat oh, and yes. tried to kick our door in and sprayed a rude word across they our door. They did do that. Sinead, it was very yeah. scary. Very scary, but we're tough. We can handle ourselves. Yeah. As, as we're, we're, me and Tom rolling <laughs> up our sleeves <laughs> on the other side of that door going, Oh. Just you try and break through that, mate. You see me, what happens. It took me ages to roll up my sleeves as well because, you know, I fold each bit back by back. I don't like too much creasing. Um, James, you're here to talk about your new book. Um, well, tell, tell us, you, you describe it to us. I'm a self-help guru now, Tom. Uh, that, 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 that is what I've decided to be. I'm going to help everyone. I'm curing everyone of their social media addiction. Everyone mm. listening to this knows they've got a problem and I'm here to help them address that problem. And it's a brilliant book. I, I think um, some people you've been speaking to about it haven't quite understood that it is. Um, it's it, is it fair to say it's a fictionalised imagining of, of of you as a as a guru who is advising people to quit social media and your experience with it. Yes, if I may remove my mask for a second, I mean, I, I will let to... you know that, uh, <laughs> that. Yeah, very much. It's like yeah, yeah, sure. In real life, I have quit social media. That is real, mm. but it's it's rather boring. But people people would always ask me about it. In, uh, people would ask me about it in interviews and say like, so what? What? Why did you quit? How did you quit? Uh, what advice would you give other people? What's your oh. life like now? Mm. All my answers would be so dull. So I, start, <laughs> I started making up answers instead. I started making up stupid things that I'd done, stupid reasons why I'd quit. And I enjoyed all, the, all of that and building that fake world. And I thought... Joe, what? Let's put all of this into a book and really go all in on it. So it's yeah, completely. (laughs) It's a fictitious version of my life, and even though there are bits in it where I get my tie caught in a candy floss machine and I get a job (laughs) at a primary school so I can bully kids, (laughs) even though that's in there, there have been a lot of interviewers who think the book is serious. 
<laughs> well, and the fact that it's in the beginning, it says you are the first. You are the first person to join MySpace. Yeah. And Tom from MySpace, which is Tom Space. Yeah, Tom Space. I say his Tom, surname is Space. Is Space? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Tom Space is your actual real life friend who yeah. plays a, a, a real role. That's what's suggested in the book, and some people thought that was absolutely yeah. So that's true. really early on in the book. Is that I'm the first person outside of Tom to ever join MySpace for for months. It's just me and Tom being best friends on there, and everyone thinks, "Wow, this is a real scoop." Can't believe that James A. Caster was the first civilian to ever join MySpace. But I think that's what people really love about you is that you do take maybe something that's grounded in reality as a jumping off point and then you really skewer it and really kind of create a really imagined world grounded in in the real world but sort of that's Mm. heightened and that is playful and fun and silly and I think that really resonates with people because we live in an age when everyone's so serious and so earnest about things especially about social media people are very very serious about it and I get that there's a lot of serious stuff on Mm -hmm. there hey Mm. this is a serious world we live in very but but then what would it be without its clowns (laughs) (laughs) yes how profound I wish I wish I could put that as a quote on your book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I should have put it. I mean, to be honest, the cover just makes me laugh as well because you look so earnest. As like, yeah. I mean, it's very much spoofing those kind of self-help gurus <laughs> of which there are yeah, so many Yeah, when I went to do days. this photo shoot, I was like, I want my hair really up and back and I want to wear this this suit and roll my sleeves up and wear trainers with the suit and just look like as much of a wrong and as like someone you should never, ever trust. Oh, yeah. Like, you should not trust that guy. Yeah, yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, and then now it's come out and everyone just thinks that's my new look, I think. Oh, I guess he's, that's him now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, that is strange, isn't it? People will be like that. People will people will take you at your own valuation. Yeah, when you realise that, mm. I mean, no wonder politicians get away with it all the time. Absolutely Am I right? right. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> um, Sinead and I were talking yesterday about being gurus and how maybe we should launch a, a YouTube channel where we just yeah. advise people. We were, we were trying to tell people about their... Um, about the, uh, about, you aren't, you aren't. I'm Your on, microphone I'm is on, on there, Shanae, yeah. don't worry. The light's on. The light is on. But nobody's but... heard. <laughs> <laughs> we were telling people how they should deal with their A-level results. I mean, oh, very yeah. bold, considering it's 20 years <laughs> since I did my A-levels yeah. and I didn't go to university and I haven't used them since. Yeah, sure. So, you know, but, um, did you enjoy writing this, though, James? I loved it. I love it. Just just getting completely lost in a ridiculous world where the character all the way through the book is trying to uh, find uh, replacements in the real world for what social media used to give him. So, like, just uh, a lot of silly capers, uh, yes. making my own memes, making my own gifts uh, with a full <laughs> uh, film crew and, uh, uh, and for, forming a whole cult by the end as well. So I got yeah. to really let my imagination run wild. Um, but also, you know, occasionally there is a little bit of truth uh, shines through there. And you do like have a little reflection on how uh, you know how, how you feel about social media or, pe- or just just mm. society in mm. general in mm. a nice way, in an affectionate way. Actually. Isn't what Alan Bennett says? We don't write about ourselves, but we find ourselves in our writing. Oh, no. I love it. See, this is why this is why we're gurus, all of us now. Yeah. We're yeah. so great at telling people what to do. James Acaster's Guide to Quitting Social Media brackets book. That's yeah, book. It's, it's available there. right now. Um, it is a humorous book. It is very funny. Um, you've probably seen James's specials on Netflix. They do very well. He's a very funny man, Thank a very good friend of mine. This book is excellent and a real, a real wry look at the world of self-help gurus <laughs> and um, the world of social media. I loved it and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Thank and I got talk. a name check in the first couple of pages, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's not about that, is it? Everybody, give it up for the fabulous James Acaster. Yes! Yes! 
The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. We've got a guest, Sinead. I know. Oh, over our next <laughs> guest's career, she's been shameless, dealt with some very dark materials, and now she's starring in Bad Sisters, a new dark comedy thriller premiering on Apple TV Plus on Friday. Her name might be Duff, but her acting talents are anything Aww. but... Felix loves the wordplay. He, he loves the wordplay. <laughs> Please welcome our sister from another mister, the unstoppable <laughs> Anne-Marie Duff. Good morning. Good morning, Anne-Marie. How, uh, thank you for joining us on a Tuesday morning. How have no, you been? My pleasure. I, I've been hot, same as everybody else. Mm, you course, know, a bit clammy. Yeah, of course. Like been praying for rain. Yeah, we all are. Hopefully it's coming today. <laughs> Please, God. Please, oh, hopefully. Um, we're very excited about your new show, which starts on Friday, Bad Sisters. Um, could you uh, could you tell us what it, what what you would how you would describe it? What is it about? Well, it's Sharon Horgan's latest project, mm-hmm. so it's um, a gorgeous sort of dark comedy. But you know, the way she writes is always is super funny, but very much full of humanity and there are heartbreaking moments and it's it's about a family it's about an Irish family of sisters there are five of us Mm -hmm. and one of the sisters who I play called Grace has married badly and she sadly is living in a very um, well an awful coercive marriage and so the other sisters make it their mission to rescue her by fair means or foul Mm. this is no spoiler at the start of the show my husband is dead so that's oh. the starting point. And then we jump back and forth in time and it's a bit of a who done it as oh. to you know, did they free her from the terrible chains that bind her? Or, oh. you know, what so it's um it's really good fun, very thrilling, very you know, it's it's really audacious actually. So oh, I, wow. I've seen it now, I've seen it all and it's fantastic. I can't you know, quite often mm. you plug things and you think, Yeah, it's all right. But, <laughs> I wonder what things they were. <laughs> but this one, I, I can say, hand on heart, it's such a good show. Oh, fabulous! And I think, um, I mean, I love Sharon Horgan. I love her work, and like you say, that amazing ability to tread between tragedy and comedy. Yeah. When we think of, you know, like so much, well, so many of the things she's she's made in the last few years. I yeah. mean, she's so inspiring. Did you love working with her? I absolutely did. Her work ethic is phenomenal. You know, she's in the show. She wrote mm. the show. She produces the show, and she also show runs, which is the kind of an American what does that thing. mean? When do they say that? It just means you sort of oversee everything. Oh, really? Well, even yeah. the lunch breaks? It's like being God. <laughs> yeah, that must be a lot. Of that. Yeah, I always think a that one bit is like it. a television God. Yeah, yeah. so uh, it's exhausting. So she has to say yes on everything and approve everything. I, I mean, it's. Wow. Into, you know, I've never seen anybody work so hard in my life. My goodness, that is a lot, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think I'd probably get quite tired. <laughs> just If somebody, do you know what I mean? If somebody was like, oh, I've, I've got to go on a first aid course and I'm like oh, uh, yeah. decision fatigue De- I know. yeah decision fatigue exactly <laughs> oh I don't oh the catering's rubbish oh yeah. I don't care I did my best <laughs> I know that's the thing isn't it mm. you just think my god outside of the NHS I'd say she works harder than anyone <laughs> <laughs> so it's NHS and then Sharon Horgan yeah easily oh wow <laughs> I wonder if she'll stand for prime minister. That would be good. Oh, I would like that. I would like that. <laughs> really I would like that. I don't. I don't think I'd mess around either. No. She, I think uh, we, we'd all listen to Sharon if she was if she was in charge. Yeah, she'd get things done. Um, and you're playing uh, Anne Marie. You're playing a, a character who is um, who's the the sweet, kindly one of the sisters. Is that right? You're the. Well, the... it's a bit. Oh, it's a bit tricky to say that because 
she, as I say, she's, I mean, this is a morning breakfast show, but she is a, <laughs> as opposed to an evening breakfast show, which <laughs> But she is, um, it, as I say, she's living with a terrible bully. So we don't really know who she is, you know. She's sort of become a translucent version of herself. So when we meet this woman, she could be anybody, really. She's just oh, desperately people-pleasing and shape-shifting and trying to please him and constantly failing because he's impossible to be with. And at the same time, trying to maintain a sense of herself with her sisters who are losing her. It's not that she's sweet and kind, that's wrong in a way. Okay. It's that yeah. she's sort of a lost soul. Right. And they need to get her back. How do you how do you find playing characters like that? Because you're so brilliant at making the people you play feel uh, so multifaceted, but also so vulnerable. How does that feel? I mean, do you, you on the in the pressures of a film set, you're recording it. It's very busy. How do you reach that sort of um, that point where you're able to deliver that vulnerability? Yeah, because you can't lie because it's camera. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you, people will tell if you're not there, won't mm. they? You know, mm. so it's really important that you do. And and we, Clay Bang, who plays. John Paul, who's the baddie, you know, he and it's so brilliantly awful. He's fantastic in it. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, we've got this brilliant situation where the audience will be rooting for me and my rescue, but at the same time going, kill him, go on, kill him. <laughs> so that's quite good. But, um, yeah, we really, really felt that it was very important that we create a totally believable, unhealthy case of domestic abuse. If we do that... Mm -hmm. then the comedy can happen all around it. Right. So yeah. we did. We did have to really play it for truth. And, yeah, it can make you a bit blue, but you only have to do it for a wee while. And, mm. you know, it's <laughs> part of the job. And, and yeah. you think of anyone who might be watching yeah. who's not necessarily married to a bully, could be bullied in the workplace or just a kid mm. who's getting bullied in the school playground. Or, right. you know, to yeah. go, actually, you know, we shouldn't be treated that way. It's not fair. Yeah. You know, um, and... And when people make us feel that we have no power, it's a big fat lie. Right. You know, yeah. and I think that, that that's, you remind yourself of that and that helps you, you know. I mean, that, I mean, it is extraordinarily brave, though, to do, to tackle such a big issue, such a important, serious issue in amongst some, some you know, a tragic comedy. You know, to have you know this, Tom, it. you're a comedian. Well, well you call yourself that. a... I've got so-called... <laughs> So-called comedian, they say. No, but there's no comedy without Jeopardy, right? I mean, right? absolutely, yeah. No, Be absolutely. Uh, you know, Buster Keaton stands in a house of falls yeah. and nearly kills him. Yeah, yeah. Him. You know, there's you have to you have to have a sense of tragedy right round the corner, where we don't laugh. Yeah, it's very true that I find that if I when I'm writing material, I find that if I try and write it, that it's like, oh yeah, it's just a thing. I just don't really care about it. People, the audiences are like, well, you don't really care about it, yeah. do you? So you have to write about those vulnerable things. You have to write about the things that make you feel something. Anne Marie Duff. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Bad Sisters is available exclusively on Apple TV Plus via your, via Sky Q. You can get that via your Sky Q. The Q or um, the Q? The Q. It's called the Q. <laughs> I've been told it's called the Sky Q. I thought it's called the Sky Q. But well, it's an easy mistake. It's an easy mistake to make. And I like the idea of a Sky Q. I think that would look really elegant on a sideboard. Yeah. Look, I'm just suggesting it to Sky. <laughs> just saying, thank you for sponsoring the show. Also, I've got a few ideas. Um, <laughs> Bad Sisters starts this Friday, the 19th of August, and it's magnificent. Anne-Marie Duff, thank you so much oh, for no. being our Thank guest you. today. Thank it's you been, for having me. It's been lovely to see you and lovely lovely to chat. Lovely to chat. Cheers. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. From footballing phenomenon to Sky Sports superstar, this next guest has been keepy-upping on our screens for over 30 years.
years. He's back for the 17th series of A League of Their Own, which begins tomorrow night and runs on on the all the Thursdays coming up at 9pm on Sky Max. Get your tracksuits off and do your stretches as it's time for kickoff. It's Jamie Redknapp. Good morning, Tom. How you doing, mate? Jamie, I'm very well. Thank you, mate. Thank you for calling me mate. I feel like such. I feel like one of the lads already. <laughs> you are one of the lads. Of course. Um, co- Yes. Well, you've been on League of Their Own plenty of times, and uh, yeah, you, you, we've obviously done the um, mm. the stuff on the road trip as well when yes. you came on, and, and you were very, very good. Uh, you didn't play Del Boy. Who did you play on the uh, Only Fools and Horses? I think I played the waiter in the musical of Only Fools and Horses as part That's of right, the, the road intro. trip. Yeah, very important role, very important, or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. We had a laugh though. We always have a laugh. That's the thing about League of Their Own. It's great fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. When you did the intro, then you said seventeen series. It just had, it sort of sinks in, and we go wow. I mean, that's, that's pretty... You've been in TV a long time. When you get a feat or an achievement like that, he's certainly proud of it. And I've been there from the start. Yeah. We've gone through a few different people. James Corden was involved, Jack Whitehall, John Bishop. Oh, Freddie yes. has obviously been involved for a long, long time. He's now, unfortunately, left and he's going to you know, do more Top Gear work. But Michael mm. Richards has joined us now. So it's been it's been brilliant yeah. fun. And I just hope people enjoy it like they have done previously. And uh, Romesh is a great host, isn't he? Romesh Ranganathan has been hosting it for a few years now. I think he brings a really lovely energy to it, doesn't he, Rom? Yeah, well, Romesh is one of those guys. He's so, to, to host and to be as funny and articulate and just, you know, he's, he's an amazing guy. He's, he's, a, he's done so well for himself. Um, as you know, we see a lot of them on our TV screens now, but everything he does is a huge success. And you know, being the host mm. has been has been good. You know, he's been so much fun. And and, and I think with with Rom and you know, the people like James, you work with the guys that are so elite at what they do, and you really yeah. see how good they are. And you know, not just like, funny, like, but so bright and do you know do things so well. Yeah, that's so, why I got asked to do it. That's why I got asked to do it. That and my sporting and, knowledge as well. <laughs> I know a lot about sport, as you know, Jamie. Well, that's the thing, Tom. When you come mm. on, it's just like, because normally you come on my team, I just know we can't lose because you are, you know, your sports knowledge, football knowledge. Football knowledge, is, you know, playing knowledge, play, playing experience as well. That's the thing as well that gives it that added edge. I, um, I you know, I just know everything. For example, earlier, I, I didn't know what, what were we saying about, Sinead? Super, super, super League. Super League. Have you heard of the Super League? Apparently that's not football, <laughs> it's rugby. Did you know that, Jamie? I teach you. I don't, yeah, I don't like to embarrass you, mate, but I did know that. Actually. Oh, but how was, did you know that? When, I, I didn't. When you said Super League, no, but tell us, but there was, they were trying to do a Super League last year, so you were ahead of the there game. There you go, because I listen. Well, yes, I've got, you, you know, know, I've got talk sport on a lot of the time <laughs> and I, I think I pick up on these things. I just thought it was the new name for the Premier League. They were just going to call it the Super League. It's so super. <laughs> Such a great league. It's super. But um, no, I get it all wrong, don't I? But um, you've got some nice guests coming on this series, haven't you, Jamie? We have, yes. Uh, we've So the, the first one starts on Thursday, as you say. Uh, nine mm. o'clock. Mm. Uh, we've got Declan Rice's on. We've oh. got Carl Walker. We've got the youth. I'm not sure why you didn't come on this series. Someone told me that you were too busy. And you got I, too much going I on. I was actually quite busy, Jamie. I was quite busy. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I couldn't make any of the days. But I did try. Um, I did try. Uh, we're next series. Next series, I, Tom, because well, we always like having you on. But no, it's, that's it's what I mean. I just usual. have to be on the bench for a bit. You know, I just get subbed out onto the bench, don't I? On the Super League, yeah. But when the Super mm. League starts, Super League next year, League of Their Own, we need you back on. Oh, but no, it's yeah. been good. We got the usual. You know, great comedians, uh, Jimmy Carr is oh, yeah, on. Jimmy's on uh, Jimmy's obviously very, gets very close to the bone, doesn't he, with his humour, but I love I Jimmy. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> you got Rob's coming in as well. Rob's always a triumph on that show. Rob Beckett. 
Yeah, no. Do you know what? Rob Beckett didn't come on in the MRT oh. because Ramesh had co- <laughs> the first series we were meant to film. Oh, yes. Ramesh had COVID, so we didn't actually film that one. So Rob oh. didn't come on this series. So any oh. Rob Beckett fans don't come, you know, shouting <laughs> at us because he didn't come on. He, yeah, it wasn't his fault. I've so got we it didn't in front do, of me. Rob Beckett did the first record. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Oh, but we got uh, Josh Whitting, uh, Whitting, uh, Josh Whittington was on as well. Whittacombe, yeah. Whittacombe, that would be that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got there in the end, didn't we? Yeah, but you're cash. You just call him Josh. You don't call people by their Joshy, full name. Joshy, Joshy. Um, yeah, but, That's what the lads are like. Yeah, so no, we're, 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 it's good fun. And, <laughs> it, yeah, I, I, I think considering how long it's gone on, you know, new people coming onto the onto the show, it, it seems to have had that, that same sort of energy. So fingers crossed people enjoy it as much as they've enjoyed the previous series. Oh. It's a wonderful show, actually, and it's so much fun, like truly fun. All those games that we play and it's quite like it's it's just proper just silliness. And um, you do such a good job, all of you guys. When, whenever I've been on your team, Jamie, you've always made me feel very welcome. And I think that really counters that, you know, you, people could expect it to be like a very laddie show. But actually, it's very friendly and a lot of fun. I think it's fun for everybody to watch, whether you like sport or you don't. Yeah, I've said it. I've said it. And I like doing it. And when it comes to doing those sporty games at the end, I'm rubbish. But I don't mind because I enjoy it. I have a bit of a laugh. <laughs> no, we do. I think that is the, the key to it. Oh, when you do a lot of like, TV shows, the one thing that always comes across from the comedians after is that they get a load of time to have a chat. And, and oh, I yeah. think with, with uh, Micah Richards, who's come on and been brilliant, he's been so energetic. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we love having, you know, it's that, I think that, that because we always look at the comedians or the pop star, that's what we would love to have done. And I think sometimes you get the people on from their world that want to, would love to have been footballers. So it's oh, quite yeah. nice when the worlds collide and we just have a bit of fun. And, oh, what a nice yeah. way of looking at it. Yeah, well, I'm so excited that Mike has uh, joined the teams there and is a permanent part of the, the series now. I think it's going to be a, a really exciting one. And uh, I can't wait to tune in tomorrow, Jamie. Um, so um, it starts uh, League of Their Own, Series 17, kicks off tomorrow night at 9pm. It's on Thursday nights on Sky Max and on Now TV. Uh, Jamie, thanks so much for chatting to us. It's always lovely to, to catch up. Lovely, Tom. Keep up the good work. I'll see you soon. Thanks, mate. Thanks. Yeah, I'm saying mate now. Thanks, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Like you, you, you have a lovely yeah. day. All right. I'll see you yeah, soon. Now. Okay. Bye-bye. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. Sinead, we've got our guests I here. I know, it's great. Uh, from bird watching <laughs> to knitting, from philately to cheese rolling, our next guest has tried it all. But now he's looking for a new hobby. Handily enough, his new show, Hobby Man, starts tomorrow night at 8pm on Channel 4. So let's meet the man who's turned finding a hobby into his full-time jobby. It's the brilliant Alex Brooker. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Thank you. What an intro that what is. What an intro. Felix does them. He gets overexcited. He does a lot of wordplay. But um, we let him. We let him. And he's, he's yeah. very good at them. He's very good. He's very good. Very nice. um, Alex, thanks for coming in. Thank you for having me, mate. Pleasure. Good to see you. I still mm-hmm. can't go over not seeing you in a suit. It's because I'm a <laughs> Super cool DJ these days. I love it. I'm a super I, cool dirge. It's like you know when you used to go on like a school mm. trip and the teachers would be like. <laughs> but obviously in this case, if the teachers were super stylish. Of yeah, course. of course, super stylish. <laughs> yeah, thank you for saying I look like a geography teacher on a day off. <laughs> No, you look fantastic as always, mate. Very, very flattered. Very flattered. No, it's lovely to have you here. Normally, I'm on your sofa uh, yes. doing doing something live on the last leg. Yeah. Um, so I'm very delighted to welcome you here into our beautiful studio. Um, and we're talking today about your new show, Hobby Man. You describe it. What is it? Well, basically, I kind of got to the got to the age of 38, and I kind of realised mm. that the only things I really like still are like football. 
mm. and Ghostbusters, and I liked those <laughs> things when I was like seven. So I'd not added yes. to I'd not added to my to my wheelhouse in mm. about thirty odd years. So kind of Channel Four came to me with a show about trying new hobbies, mm. and I thought, you know what, this this seems like trying you know become a bit more of a, a rounded around in person try and bring something new <laughs> into my life so every week there's four shows i go to a different part of the uk with a, a different guest yeah um and try three different lovely hobbies oh i love it i saw the first episode with scarlett moffat and it's so gorgeous you go to edinburgh which looks beautiful as always and then you're it's got a really nice pace to it because you're doing just very interesting things like chess which are actually quite 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 cool quite calm quite quite um, serene and yeah. you don't get many of those things no it's, it was a real kind of mixture that, again these are things that I just wouldn't normally it's, as you get older you kind of tend to just kind of fall into the same routines every yeah. week and doing yeah. the same things mm. so that's what really attracted me to the show is to try and try and do something new, try and do different things. I'd never played chess before. I got bang into it. Yeah, I'm, you I'm look like you really got into it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm so gung ho on it. There's a thing where it's like tactics and patience. Yeah, and that doesn't that didn't play to to my strengths. I'm just gung ho, and then I lose. I've been playing on the app after. <laughs> oh, you've really the show. got into it then? Yeah, I, I lose all the time on it. It just gets still... me annoyed. It's difficult though, chess, isn't it? It's very hard. Yeah, it I is. Think. I mean, there's some of them are really good in it. It's like I've, mm. I've, I also get like siege mentality. Even if you're playing against like a faceless person. <laughs> You've not even you're going like he thinks I'm thicker, and it's like, and then it turns out I am. <laughs> but good that you, good yeah. that you use that energy yeah, constructively. It yeah, it yeah. was, and like you know, in in the Edinburgh episode, I mean, we went and. We went bird watching. Yes, twitch. Is that twitching? Twitching. Yeah, yeah. So it's called twitching. Bird yeah, watching, it's yeah. a weird thing when you're going into a, like kind of a hut in the mm. middle of nowhere. And I was kind of like, I was a bit skeptical about bird watching, probably more than any of the others, because I just couldn't. I don't know how you police it. What just, do you mean? Police well, it? So if you just go, ah, oh, I've just oh. seen a golden eagle. Oh, no, no one can ever go. Like... No, because you don't take a photo of it because they fly past past really quickly. So I was just like. Mm. And mm. it's all on trust. It's, well, it's, I was going to say, isn't that the nature of these hobbies <laughs> yeah. as well? Is that they're not for like they're not to be proved or disproved. I think we live no, in an that age was it, yeah. where, well, everything is like you put something on social media and people go, "Well, I bet it didn't happen." You can't yeah. just say that. I don't believe you. <laughs> and it's so like angry and like so kind of competitive. Yeah, I think that's me. We were, <laughs> yeah, it's mainly you, Alex, who says it to me, but um, which is unfortunate. But um, no, just to go like, no, I just did it, and that, that's it. And it was so it was genuinely really peaceful. I absolutely oh, yeah. loved it and. What I love about the show is the, the contributors that we have, mm. they're so passionate about their hobbies. Oh, and I yeah. always think that there's something that's really endearing when, even if it's something you've never thought about before, yeah. like bird watching, and they talk with such passion and they genuinely love it. And it, it kind of rubs off on you. And I think that that was one of the things that I really enjoyed most uh, about the show was seeing how much these people love their hobbies and, and why. Yeah. And, and kind of what it brings to their lives and their mental health and stuff like that. And, oh, right. Yeah. yeah and it was it was great. It's really brilliant. And as well, what's nice about the show is that it shows ways that everybody can get involved in something. Because I thought that was really nice when you went to the women's beer tasting. Be- beers with no beards. Yeah. Beers um, without beards. Uh, you did have your beard, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, allowed you in for that one. But just saying like you don't have to be like a, an expert on beer to be to to engage with kind of beer tasting and learning about beer making no and it was it was great and you know uh, i really enjoyed the, the, i'll be honest with you the, the home brew was that was my favorite I mean, hobby that was the one where i thought i could get bang into this mm, i do you know i can imagine you getting into that actually yeah i, I do like a, a drinker we we designed mm. our own beer on it as well yeah it was great hoppy man it works works yeah. on a couple of levels L- lovely yeah <laughs> it's really clever wordplay really good but yeah we designed our own beer and that was that was 
was a lot of fun as well. I really enjoyed that. I've got a load of bottles of it at home as well. I actually think it's decent. We gave them the the kind of the remit that I wanted something mm. that was like a turbo shandy. Yeah. You know, like a beer and Smyrnaf ice. Mm. We wanted something that you could, like, you know, really Wholesome. get into. Yeah, yeah. And, um, really get into that. <laughs> so we made this lemony beer, me and Scarlet Moffat. We were trying all the hops. We were just like, yeah. We oh. want it to taste lemony, but also absolutely blow your head off. And it was kind of, the, I don't know how many times, it's not really the sort of thing. You know, obviously drink responsibly. Oh, but yeah. Obviously drink responsibly. Thank you. Thank it you. Was, um, Although, you know, it was a lot of fun. I don't know if you did, but yeah. 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 But oh, that's, great. yeah, brilliant though. And then you've got something to show for it, which I think is so nice. This new four-part series, Hobby Man, begins tomorrow, Friday the 19th of August at 8pm on Channel 4 and is also available on all four and you can get that via Sky Q, which would be nice, wouldn't it? Yes, Sinead? yes. Sky Q, not called Sky Cube, as I called it the other day. Um, Alex Brooker, thank you so much for coming in. Lovely to chat with you. And uh, all the best with the fabulous series. Thank you, mate. Cheers. See you soon. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. We've heard from a bunch of incredible guests already, but there's still more to come. Acting superstar Henry Lloyd Hughes tells us all about his new BBC One drama, Marriage. Steps singing sensation Claire Richards gives us the lowdown on the band's latest single, Hard to Forget. And culinary king Theo Randall spills the beans on his latest cookbook, The Italian Pantry. So let's get right back into it. From Harry Potter to the in-betweeners, acting and our next guest go together like a... Like a horse and carriage. Now he's playing Jamie in hit new drama Marriage, which continues on Sunday at 9 on BBC One, 9pm that is. Here to tell us about the about vows and I do's, please welcome the brilliant Henry Lloyd Hughes. Hi, Henry. Hey, Tom. How are hey, you? How are you doing? Great, thanks. How are you? I don't want to sound too starstruck, but uh, I actually saw you present the Broadcast Awards. <gasps> Henry. It was a massive event, and you were marvellous. You were marvellous. This is one of the favourites, my favourite starts to an interview I've ever had, so thank you. I like, I like you coming in here with praise. My pleasure. We lost, though. I was, I, was we were not, I was in a show that was nominated for Best Drama, and we lost to Landscapers. And to be fair, mm. Landscapers is such a good show, I wouldn't have bothered turning up if I knew <laughs> that we were up against them. No, there was no chance. Look, no Ed, chance. It's, those awards, are not, they're not about winning. They're about just celebrating everybody's work. You know that, and that's what everybody definitely believes. Certainly had no experience of winning, so um, the, the, <laughs> I, I, can, I can guarantee you the authenticity in that statement, which is that that is my only experience of going to awards ceremonies is not winning not so, winning it's a night yeah. out though isn't it it's a night out night and that's... of course now on the tiles now mm, with the lads with the lads and, and it's very much that's the theme of this show actually nights <laughs> out with the lads we're always talking about you know how <laughs> laddie Sinead and I are so yeah that's absolutely on well, we've on, already on, looked on. at Sinead's coat we've exactly and... exactly you've, Henry I like that you've been listening to the show before we before we joined you <laughs> some people don't even listen I've been listen, stuck I... in zoom purgatory for, for hours oh yeah. do they get you on the zoom a bit early oh that's what happens now <laughs> I had, a Zoom, I had a Zoom nightmare last night anyway. Oh, I'm, no. I'm, what happened? Tell us. All-time worst. All-time worst. Oh, go on. I, was, I had to do a screen test for a oh. very um, uh, uh, important uh, <laughs> a job. Yes. And um, at the last minute, in a kind of actorly decision, oh, it, the, the, the project is set somewhere very cold. So mm. I decided to do the, the screen oh. test wearing quite a big coat. <laughs> um, so I was thinking about Sinead's coat. Yeah. Um, it would have been good. And, and uh, once the scenes began, I realised I had massively, uh, I was massively overheating, but it was too late. 
So I was basically schwitzing to oblivion there um, in the scenes. And then worse than that, my delightful three-year-old daughter decided to have the world's biggest tantrum. And the scenes were were supposed to be part of this this deeply dark import and and these incredibly loaded silence. There's even a, a moment in the scene in which I'm supposed to turn to the to my uh, scene partner and say, can you hear the howling of the wolves? And all I could hear (laughs) was my three-year-old ruining it for me. Dad, aren't you listening to me? That sort of thing. Yeah. Oh. So my career's over, Tom. But well, it was great. This will be my retirement interview. Um, <laughs> but it's nice to just wrap it up. Well, with, with you, I think. a lifetime achievement award, if you like, a lifetime achievement Thank award. You. Yeah, there you go. That, might, that might be one I can win. That's one. <laughs> great career. Now, Henry, you're actually joining us to talk about um, your role as Jamie in the new BBC series Marriage. How would I mean? I've ve- I very much enjoyed the first the first episode. Um, it's a brilliant series. Beautiful. How, how, tell the tell the listeners what it's about. I would describe it as um, a heart-stopping thrill ride through the agonies of real life. That that <laughs> sounds. It's very naturalistic, isn't it? It's a very. You feel like you're eavesdropping on somebody's somebody's relationship, on someone's marriage. It's very beautifully uh, created, isn't it? Very beautiful, yeah, beautifully thanks. written. I, th- I think Stefan is is a genius, and and I think I I hope that this show kind of anoints him as a as a national treasure. Stefan Goloszewski. Stefan Goloszewski. Yeah, go on, have a go on it. Yeah, have I said go. it right, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Why right. not? He why wrote not? it. Um, he he wrote it. He also did Mum and and him and her. And um, he, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think it's so deeply, painfully um, truthful in, mm. in all the ways that drama can be. And I recognise that's a little bit different if you're used to seeing um, uh, Sean Bean in Game of Thrones or, or yeah. Nicola Walker uh, fighting crime. Yes. But, um, uh, it is an amazing I cast. I also think that this is the best drama um, that the BBC will do this year. And that's my story, and I'm Hen- to Henry. It. That so, is an excellent claim, but I, I can see that though because watching it, it, it does have a tonally, it has a totally different feel about it to anything I've yeah. seen. I think because you, well, uh, yes, he's as Stefan says, and I do know Stefan actually from back in the day at the Edinburgh Festival. Actually, oh, oh I, I know them all, Henry. I know them all. The grease paint years. That's right. I've done it all. I have. He said, um, yeah, he wanted it to feel like real life rather than just sort of the the usual kind of tied up with a bow version of relationships that you see on, on television and in films, I think, which it definitely feels like, like. You know, if you have a scene where uh, someone walks in and they're doing the dishwasher, he, the, Sean's character is, is doing the dishwasher and his, his daughter walks in and he doesn't know, they don't have anything to say to each other. I mean, what else? Where, where mm. else? Mm. The, you know, that is so, <laughs> that's so real. And yet yeah, it takes true. a certain type of genius to have the audacity to say, I'm going to write a scene in which uh, a, a dad is doing the dishwasher and he doesn't know what to say to his daughter. Yeah. You know, and, and um, the potency in that. I think once you once you get into uh, uh, the, the world of the pinter pauses, I find it very profoundly, very profoundly moving and, and agonizing to watch in, in a way, you know, like I suppose like when people first watched The Office and there was a moment where where they turned around to each other and said, Hang on a second. Why, why am I watching a, a show about a, a paper uh, distributor, distributing company? <laughs> that, that's that's not fair. That's not what um, TV drama is about. But you know, anyway, there, there, there's a scene well, in which Sean yeah. Sean's character um, uh, asks for some invigorating shower gel, 
and I, I, I won't say any more. But um, it's just loaded. It's just loaded with everything. But that's what. So that's the scene, not the shower gel. Yeah. <laughs> Henry, you play um, you play Emma's boss, who's played by Nicola Walker. Uh, you're described as one on one level a high achieving alpha go getter, but on every other level a hollow man. Oh. And what I found today, Henry Lloyd Hughes, is that you're none of those things. So you must be a very good actor. So um, well done, you. Do you like to make pretend? Well, don't we all? Don't we all really? <laughs> one way or another, love. Um, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Henry Lloyd Hughes. Uh, marriage continues this Sunday. It sounds like a mar- our marriage continues. At Sunday. Uh, this show called Marriage Continues this Sunday at 9pm on BBC One. All episodes are available on BBC iPlayer now. It's absolutely beautiful to watch. And Henry Lloyd Hughes, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Tom. Thank Lo- you. Lovely it, to chat. It's like our marriage never ends. It's like, <laughs> it's exactly like that. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. The way that they make us feel is certainly no tragedy, oh. as they've been getting our feet stomping for 25 years. Their latest single, Hard to Forget, is out now and is taken from their third official greatest hits album, Platinum Collection, which hits shelves tomorrow. <gasps> it's time to begin. Let's counter in. It's Claire from Stairs. <laughs> Claire, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. What an intro. What an intro. What, and it really built the suspense, didn't it, it really the way did. we said your name at the beginning of it. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Claire, Claire, Claire. Can you believe it? Celebrating their 25th anniversary this year. Steps. Steps have been around 25 years. I know. That I do apologise. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like about Steps. Humble, always got so much humility. What's it like, though? Because it's a ba- Steps are a band who have been part of so many of our lives, you know, really been the energy of so many dance floors we've been on, so many moments in, in you know, in all, in all of our existence. How does that feel? Do you know what? It's amazing. It's quite unbelievable to me. I, you know, I'm aware of it, yes. but it just, it, I don't know, it just feels weird. We just go about our business and do what we do. And, and yeah. the fact that people love it is amazing. Yeah. And, and it does make us all feel quite humble that after 25 years, people are still buying tickets to come and see us and want our albums. And, you know, and we're on our third greatest hits, which does have some new yeah, material that's a great on thing it this to put time. some new material on it as well yeah, it's, we've had another three studio albums since the last one so yeah it's um updated and all very exciting and glossy and well, it's always looking. it's always glossy with you guys and i think that's what people love about you is that and, and they stay with with steps for mm. their you know for all of time because they see how genuine you all are. You really love what you do. You always put on a great show. You always release great songs. I mean, that's that's the dream. That's the best sort of musician you can be, surely. Yeah, and we don't apologise for it. You know, we are. You did apologise at the beginning of this. Well, interview, I did. Claire. I did apologise. We don't apologise for. <laughs> Uh, you know what we do and the way <laughs> no, we I do know. it. Yeah. It's kind of it's not cool, and it's not everybody's cup of tea. But if it is your cup of tea, it's it's just that real escapism, I guess. Yes. It's you know it's it's a little bit of glitter and a little bit of sparkle, and we just kind of yeah you know do what we did in the 90s yeah but it's positivity and happiness isn't it and I think you know we talk about cool we were saying earlier with Alex Brooker about like hobbies and I remember growing up if you had a hobby people were like oh you're so sad you're so yeah. embarrassing <laughs> but actually the coolest thing is to just be full of life yeah. and to do stuff and be interested in stuff and just celebrate exactly and so many people love that I think we did go through quite a long period of time where people would never admit that they liked steps um, you know they would kind of whisper behind their hands if they if they liked a step song but now people are 
quite happy to go, oh, I love steps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they've really been taken to the heart of, like, I would say, the camp community. The, yes. the queer community really, really loves steps. Mm. And um, my boyfriend, for example, is a huge fan of you guys. And um, Atili here on the team has been teaching me the dance moves so I can be a fully-fledged um, gay I man. Saw. and know that You saw it? Did you see it? Yes, I've seen it. Claire, what did you think? You, I, I couldn't work out if you it was confusion or you were terrified. Mm. That That is actually a lot of the time how I look. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> Please let this be okay. Let this be okay. I hope I get it right. It's it's really fun to do the dance moves. It is really fun. Mm. You know, especially when you remember them. <laughs> Happens less and less these days. Oh no, you're so busy touring. I know. We mm. do, yeah, we've got lots of summer shows this this summer, so yeah. that's and they're always great to do because the crowds are always really up for it. So it's great. Oh my goodness, they love you. Yeah. That's why it's, it's a great fun. show. And we are here to talk about the new single, which is uh, really quite something. And may I say, it's got special dispensation that we're playing it on Virgin Radio. Oh, uh, because uh, we. I mean, we don't often play a lot of steps. So Rude. more fool us. So yeah. we're doing a special thing here because this is the campus show in the world. <laughs> we're being allowed to play steps, and I am over the moon. I'm always Good. trying to. I'm always trying to crowbar in some happy steps music. Thank you. And they've let Appreciate me have my way. It. I think it might be the beginning of something. Um, the, it should be. The song is called "Hard to Forget." Yeah. And um, it's got it's got a video to go with it as well. It does. Set in a, an East London cafe after a massive it, night out. Yeah, cafe. I love the way you say that. It wasn't that posh. <laughs> <laughs> an East London cafe. In a cafe, yeah. Mm. It, um, it, it was an interesting shoot. It was a night shoot, really. Oh, we've really? Never, we've not really done one of those for a while. And oh, yeah. po- possibly the shortest video shoot we've ever done, which is also good. Yeah. Well, you know what you're doing now, don't <laughs> well, you? Just get on with like it. Well, you'd like to think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun and the energy of the song is about nights out and it's yeah, about... Yeah, it's, it's a bit different for us because we're obviously used to all the kind of glitz and the glamour and big dance routine numbers but we, you know, it literally is just kind of us at the end of the night in a greasy spoon. Oh, and that that is the that is my perfect end to a night actually. Yeah. I get quite hungry now if I go out. I get quite hungry about nine o'clock, so that's sort of when I'm ready to go get some food. And then I'm ready for bed. Absolutely. So, <laughs> dancing sort of six PM till eight PM max. And then I'm ready for <laughs> head down the calf. Thank you so much for coming in to see us. It's been an absolute hoot and a real thrill for everybody. So thank oh. you for being here and always so lovely. And I'll tell you that hard to forget, the single is out now. Also, a Steps uh, Greatest Hits Platinum Collection album is out from tomorrow. Yes. And and steps are on tour. They're also doing. Um, they're doing. You're doing car. Uh, Carfest, I think. Uh, Carfest yes. South uh, next on, Sunday on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this Sunday apparently. And we've got a few HMV signings this week as well. Oh, so signings! If you want to come and oh see us and get your album signed, we will they're, be there. All there. five of us. Can, yeah. wait, can they find that information at your website? Um, yes, stepsofficial.co.uk. If you want to get live tickets uh, and any more information about the band, it's all available at that website, stepsofficial.co.uk. Claire Richards, you're an absolute star. Oh, You've brightened our day. Thank you for having and me. Thanks for being so great. And uh, enjoy, enjoy all of it. Yay! Hooray! Claire <laughs> Richards, everyone. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. Oh, Sinead, I'm so excited about this next segment we've got. Because you can smell it. Yes, <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can, Sinead. From Tuscany to the top of the tower, this next guest is the Veal Deal. He has chefed up a storm around the world, from Surbiton to Hong Kong and Mayfair to Bangkok. Now he's here to spaghetti us excited. Spaghetti us excited about... <laughs> 
about his latest. I don't like Felix writes this, you know, Felix writes this. Um, but the, he's going to get the spaghetti us very excited about his latest book, The Italian Pantry, which is available next month here for a panchata. <laughs> it's the terrific Theo, I'm so sorry. It's the terrific Theo Randall. Thank you, Tom. That Felix is a genius. That's he's brilliantly written. I love he it. loves wordplay. <laughs> you know, young people, they love puns. They love them. Now, we've all been so excited about your book. It's Th- absolutely beautiful. Thank you. And it's really clever because it's just using 10 ingredients, isn't it? It's themed around 10 ingredients. Is that right? So the idea of the book, it's uh, the Italian pantry. So it's a pantry of uh, 10 ingredients in your pantry. And Mm. it's the inspiration of those 10 ingredients to cook from. So Mm. there might be, you know, there's a section on breadcrumbs, a section on ricotta, there's a section on dried porcini mushrooms. And so that kind of elevates, that's the sort of star point of the dish that elevates you into kind of coming up with these creations, which I have come up with. But the idea is that you kind of cook from your pantry. And that's how I cook at home. I, I like what I really like about it is it feels it has like a real heart to it, a real soul to it, whereby you build up a pantry so you've always got that to rely on, and that's kind of your go-to staple ingredients. That is that that's sort of behind the, the premise behind it. Absolutely. So you know, when I find I go sort of shopping, I'll sort of find some amazing ingredient or some pasta or something in a shop, and I will buy that and I'll take it home and I'll pack my pantry up. Oh. And I kind of grew up with that. My mother <laughs> was a brilliant cook. A music oh, yes, artist. I like all her all your references yeah. to your mum. Well, my mum was amazing, and and she had this pantry which was the the messiest pantry you've ever seen in your life but it was full to the brim she always put the chocolate on the top shelf so I couldn't get to it but it was one of those sort of pantries that kind of just inspired me and I just sort of grown up with it so Mm. it's sort of just sort of passed on to a generation so I'm just sort of one of those cooks that loves to use ingredients from my pantry and that's Mm. where the books come from and a lot of the recipes are dishes that I've cooked at home and there's lots of stories you know about sort of cooking at home for my children and that kind of thing. Oh I so. like it I like the way there are stories involved I mean Sinead there was one that you picked out because you liked you like the story or you just like the idea of it. <laughs> no it was because so I wanted to like cook something from the book mm. and, and just see like what what you think of it there um, mm. and <laughs> so I went so I went for something I've never made before but also that I thought wouldn't be too challenging for my skill set. Sinead you're a highly skilled chef well, you're very good in the kitchen. Well I'll well, just say it's a spaghetti frittata and looks very good. You were, going to, you were going to swear then, weren't you? I could tell, Theo. There was a little pause there. You thought you were back in the kitchen. Never. Never. It was a very polite radio station here, as you know, but you didn't swear, so well done you. Um, but the um, it looks actually delicious, Sinead. It looks very nice. How was it to make it? Uh, yeah, do you know what? I really, really enjoyed making it because I've never made it before and I, I love cooking and stuff. The instructions, or the mm. recipe, I suppose it's called. Perfection. It's called the method. The it's method. The... <laughs> Trust. Oh, that's method. very good. Oh, he's trying oh, it on air. He's trying, we were going to have a song for us to try it, Theo, but you couldn't be stopped. Did you just he hear that? He said it was very good. Yeah, it's very good. Very Perfect good. seasoning. Perfect seasoning. That's the hard bit. That's the difficult bit, Sinead. That's what all these chefs go on about, seasoning. Also, the pasta's a little bit al dente, which is quite good. That's which great. I did on purpose. Yeah, no, very good. I can see that. It says in oh. the book, if you want it al dente, then... Cook it al dente. That's, yes. Oh, and use the best... Use pasta from Gra- Granano. Is that Gra- right? Granano. Granano. It's a town outside Naples, which is where spaghetti was invented. Is that right? That's correct, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. I went there yesterday. Did you? You're so <laughs> dedicated, Sinead. Popped over, picked up... <laughs> Some, some spaghetti. spaghetti. Oh, that's fancy. So, but you spent a lot of time travelling around Europe as a, as a kid. Your your mum took you on family holidays around France and Italy. Yeah, we had these lovely holidays where we'd drive through France, go to Italy, and I think that's kind of my 
I mean, I was always the sort of one that kind of chose the restaurants and my mother was mm. such a good cook that I kind of always cooked with her. I mean, we, she used to make bread three times a week and so cooking was very wow. much part of the thing. And they were kind of really um, into restaurants. So they kind of in- encouraged me to sort of get, you know, excited about restaurants. And I remember kind of from very early age, I kind of almost wanted to be a sh- I was born to be a chef, really. I mean, I, you know, just really? having parents that were so uh, inspiring about food and these holidays sort of set the kind of standard for what I've kind of do now. So mm-hmm. it was very... Yeah. I, was very, I was very fortunate, I think. And, um, you know, th- those experiences. I remember the first time I had spaghetti alla vongole in, in Venice. We oh, went yeah, to Venice. Clams, and, clams, know, and it? Clams, 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 clams and pasta. Clams in a bit of pasta. Clams, pasta <laughs> and white wine. And it, it was one of those things. And I remember the waiter saying, you can actually eat the clams with your hands. And as a kid, that was just like oh. such an inspiration. So I, I love know. that Italian approach to food as well. It's often, it seems like it is quite simple, like accessible ingredients, kind of just well done. And then you can do things like eat with your hands. Yeah, I mean, the thing, is, the thing about the, the cooking, the, 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 the cookbook and the food I cook, it is quite simple. It is about, you know, it's not that. overcomplicated. I love it. And that. it's all about, I mean, Italian food, there's nowhere to hide. It's all about how quality, the quality of the ingredients. Oh, and okay. so, you know, so when you, the, all the dishes in there are, there's not that many complicated recipes. It's just sort of simple home cooking, which is mm. what Italian food is really mostly about. Sinead, congratulations. We were saying how delicious the spaghetti frittata is. I know, I feel so proud of myself. Absolutely smash that. And you brought in a beautiful ricotta cheesecake there, Theo, for us to try. And <laughs> which it was I've absolute, also actually smashed. I, absolutely, which we've all polished <laughs> Where's it gone? It was, I don't, yeah, it disappeared. Oh, it's so nice and light. Not too, like some cheesecakes are quite heavy, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, oh, absolutely beautiful. delicious, yeah. Um, Theo, thank you so much for joining us. The Italian Pantry is your wonderful, beautiful book. Really beautiful thing to look at and to read through and to get your story. I love hearing all about the background that has gone into it. It's really, really gorgeous. So congratulations. Thank you. It's released on Thursday, the 1st of September. September, and more information is available at theorandall.com. Randall, R-A-N-D-A-L-L. That's right, isn't it? That's correct. Double mm. L, double L. That's, that's right, Theo. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us, and best of luck with your beautiful, beautiful book and um, all the food. Thanks ever so much. See you soon. My pleasure. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky. Virgin Radio. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Breakfast Show podcast. Remember to subscribe so that you never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky. For now, doodaloo. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.